Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Previously on Chief Concerns. What does uh, uh, Ricky Bobby say? You know, you're not first, you're last. Yeah. So th- that's that's what he's saying. And, and, and look, you know, for somebody who's never been to the Super Bowl, I'm like, man, in every aspect, man, that's, that's success. Success getting to that point, right? Yeah. Hey, man, celebrate that. Hats off to him. To the tight ends, baby. That's it. Two. Is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you made it here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing, cause you done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and BetOnline is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm your host, Marcus Dash, with your other host, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. Eric was off last week. He was back in uh, in Nebraska. How was, how was uh, visiting back in Nebraska, Eric? Good time. You know, they had a college World Series going on. Actually, it's still going on. I think it's still going on. Um, got to see a bunch of old friends, play some good golf, and got to relax. Nice. And, and when you go back to Nebraska, I, cause I've never been in Nebraska, but I is that one of the places like cause I don't think of any kind of food when I think of Nebraska. Are there any like restaurants? You, you play college there and stuff, so you kind of know the restaurants. You know what, Runza's? I don't know if you've ever heard of Runza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Runza's big there. Um, it is popular for um, it's kind of like a beet pie. Um, it's a burger put in a, like a pastry that I, I guess is how you describe it. I don't know, but it's ground beef in a pastry. Uh, well, not pastry, but bread. Yeah, I, I still no way of explaining it. But it's got JD. You know what a beef pie is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of like what it is, but that's their thing. Uh, what they kind of hold true to. Like I just saw yesterday, uh, one of my my Twitter friends posted that Runza has the best fast food burger ever. Now, Runza has amazing French fries. I can't admit to that. They do have really, really good burgers, uh, but it's kind of hard for me to say who has the best fast food burger. But Runza really does have really, really good food, though. Okay. And, and that, that's like a Nebraska chain restaurant? Yep. Okay. Okay. Runza? You, you saying Runza? Runza. R-U-N-Z-A. Okay. Runza. All right. Okay. Interesting. I got to check, check, check that out at some point. <laughs> yeah, God. And if not, I'll, hell, I don't even know how I want to be able to try to get you guys any. <laughs> well, 
I know that they, they go, the Gold Belly websites where people can send like fast food from different like parts of the country to uh, people. I know like a uh, buddy of mine sent me some um, some Lou Malnati's Chicago pizza. That's like a restaurant. They sent it sent it to me um, through like some this Gold Belly website. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's hard. Um, I, I like how a lot of the the places are kind of venturing out because you know, like In and Out is a used to be a West Coast thing, mm. but now we have In and Out here in Texas, and I think there's a few other places that have. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is bringing um, Whataburger to Kansas City, so I like I like those ideas of that. So, you know, maybe Runza could pop up somewhere around in your area. In a local neighborhood near you. <laughs> Runs. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so this week, you know, uh, in overall, the sports world, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, but NFL, we're kind of getting to a kind of, kind of a quiet ish period um, for the first week in a long time. There really was no chief news, uh, but there's some aspects that, you know, chiefs Twitter always is going nuts with certain topics and stuff. So uh, our first concern tonight is going to be bringing it back to Orlando Brown, our big acquisition this off season. Um, so this past week we saw new Orleans saints, right? Tackle Ryan Ramchick become the highest paid right tackle, um, which overall the, the whole tackle market is set to rise as a whole. And you're seeing that with a right tackle getting paid you know, number two money uh, of all the tackles. You got Trent Williams, number one. Now Ryan Ramchick, right tackle is number two, a highest paid tackle. Um, so newly acquired left tackle Orlando Brown is set to be a free agent in 2022. Um, and mo- will most likely seek about 20 plus million a year. Um, when we first got him, JD said this was his biggest kind of concern with this whole thing. Now, if we are the fact that we are seeing a right tackle get this kind of money, which is number two in, in all tackles, does this kind of bring a concern as far as far as our ability to resign uh, Orlando Brown next year with all the other guys we have to uh, kind of extend? I mean, I think it's based off what what Orlando does as as a player. You know, every year there's a, one player that comes out and and, and surprises the market at, at what they get. You know, and then it's like everybody else is sitting in this category of wanting to get paid in that, you know, that top five or what whoever just signed or whoever's in that top five. So it's just a matter of how, how well you play at your position to, to, to where uh, you can break the bank or you can just go in, um, just become a, a, a platinum member. So, um, you know, it just depends on what he does. And if he can go out and do what he's done at, uh, at Baltimore before we brought him in. Then yeah, you know he's he's he deserves to get, you know what's what's coming to him. Uh, yeah, that could be a concern of ours, uh, but also um, things could play out better than we expected. You know he could see himself fitting into this offensive scheme uh, for a, a smaller pay than what somebody else is getting, just so that he could have a great career, a better career, and he uh, uh, putting rings on his finger. And, and and continuing to block for Patrick Mahomes. So you have these little situations that come into play that, you know, that can help us. But also, yeah, it does hurt when you see somebody at his position getting that kind of money. And then it sets the, the tone for what uh, he's going to be looking for. Uh, but you know what? You, know, you never know what to expect. Right now we're looking forward to this season and what he can do for us this year. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, man, I – and I, I said this, you know, as soon as we got him, this was going to be part of the issue. And, and Eric is right. You know, it's all going to be based off his performance this year. I mean, no, no doubt about it. Because if he give up a lot of sacks and, you know, he doesn't perform that well, he gets hurt, 
then he's not going to be able to warrant, you know, that type of money and the ticket. So everything's going to be based off what he does this year. Now, the real question goes into, do you validate giving a guy this amount of money, especially if he's, uh, for one, protecting Patrick, who's going to be here for the long term, who you want to just keep here as career chief, you know, have him always, uh, you know, protecting his, his blind side. And the question you have to you find yourself in is, all right, what does this do to our ability to sign other guys here to this team? Right. That's always going to be the question. And so, you know, when you start looking at other guys that we have on the team, it's like, well, you know, their contracts are going to come up. They're going to want money. So how are we going to be able to divvy these things out? Now, I know you could try to hide money as much as possible. You know, you could defer it. You could, you know, use the cap. You could try all these different things to try to hide it. But, I mean, ultimately, these things are still going to be an issue for you. And so, you know, it's, it's like he said, I mean, it's really based off his performance, you know, what he does. My thing is this just handcuffs you to what you can do to sign other guys onto the team. But, you know, if we're winning and the formula works right, then you start looking on, well, who can we give up, right? Who can we let go from this? You know, if, are the people that we decided to let go and not sign into a long-term deal, will that um, endanger the integrity of our of the team and the performance out there? So that's, that's really the issue that, you, that you're dealing with. Uh, but like, like, like you said, man, I mean, look, guys get top money. He performs well. Another Pro Bowl, like you said, he does the same thing he did with the Ravens. I mean, he's he's going to look to be the top paid tackle. Just bottom line, to be honest with you, if he doesn't ask for it, then I need to be his agent. <laughs> I'm gonna go for it, you know. So that's that's just the deal, you know. That's that's what you're kind of looking for, uh, and it just it, it puts you kind of in the bind. But like I said before, who do you give up? Yeah, but you know we were in that bind no matter what though, and it's just it's it's I I, I want to say it's kind of fortunate that we did get him where we did where we got him at, um, but you know that's just looking forward to the future as to what he might be getting down the road. Right now we need him for this year. Mm-hmm. You know we had a a piss poor effort of a play uh, in the Super Bowl, which. Every single person in the world saw what we were suffering from was offensive line play. You know, that's what we were hurting at. That's where the injuries came. And that's where our, our biggest issue of, of us not being able to score or even, you know, look, look, look like we belong there. Uh, so having the, you know, the chance to pick him up, somebody like him is great. That's what we need. That's what we, we see. And we, you know, we get so happy, you know, and not even think about the outcome because again, right now we need him for this year. You know, whether if he wants to break the bank and we get options next year that open up to where somebody else is younger and more talented, come out the draft, free agency, then we can explore those options later. But, yeah, I think he's got what it takes to do the same thing he did in Baltimore to, to where he's a Pro Bowl uh, offensive lineman and, and and he can go and ask for that kind of money. Um, you know, if just a matter if it's for us and we don't want to pay him, you know, we we started to rebuild that offensive line with a lot of young guys we brought in. And uh, hopefully, you know, like I said, we don't know what's to come for next year. We need it for now. Maybe we find somebody free agent. Maybe we find somebody in college to come in and replace them so you don't have to give him that, that big contract. Yeah, and, and, and that's a good point because you're talking about the young guys you got coming in right now and, you, and the chemistry. Because it seems like right now, from everything I've heard, 
everybody's gelling together. You know, it's all coming together right now on the offensive line. And like I said, that that position, like an offensive line, having everybody be on the same page is tough to do. And what you don't want to do is play music for chairs with your offensive line, especially if a guy comes in and performs well. Because, right, we, you know, we already got, you know, the left tackle, you know, a uh, uh, left guard already signed in. We got two two rookies who are going to become, you know, starters uh, for the foreseeable future. And now I guess some of the question is right tackle, but that, you know, it's, we got a guy who's out there right now who's doing a great job. And we got a young guy behind him who is, is an up and coming guy. So keeping that, that line together is going to be the, 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 the absolute focal point. And, and look, Patrick Mahomes, anytime you have him back there throwing the football, he's going to give you a chance, right? So you can sit there like, well, shoot, we got him back here. As long as we got him throwing the football, to some of these guys out here, we're going to have a chance to win a football game. We'll never be out of it. Uh, you almost look at it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of some of the things he's going through right now. It's a little bit different because he didn't have, you know, the office line and stuff around him, but Patrick's going to have that. So with Aaron up there, he gives him a better opportunity, a better chance, and everybody understands that on the offensive and defensive side. So ultimately, you want to be able to protect, like you said, uh, Brinks Bank. Isn't that what you call it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Half a bill. That's what you want to protect. That's your investment. That's your main investment. So it just makes sense. If you, you know, you're gonna build a fortress, hey, make sure you get some 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 tanks over here, you know, some guns over here, uh, some cannons over here that's gonna be able to do that. So uh it's just a question, man. Protect Bettina at all costs. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's, you know, obviously Brett Veach is going to have to play, you know, a salary cap, like a game of Twister in the next coming years and stuff and trying to be, you know, uh, trying to be flexible with it. But there's a, there's a few things I, I've just been reading that people think that Chris Jones may have to restructure his deal. He may want to restructure his deal depending on how he does this year as defensive end because we all know edge rushers are getting paid more than defensive tackles, and he might want to restructure and to get paid like an edge, not a DT. Um, and then Tyreek Hill's coming – his cost will be up in within a year or two. We got, some would say, a bargain on him because that was the offseason he came off that uh, where he had he was in a little bit of legal trouble, which they found out was was really nothing at the end of the, at the, end of the day. But we stuck with him and signed him for a bargain price after what had happened. He may want to restructure his deal in the next year or two. Um, and then, obviously, the Tyron Matthews situation. So – there's a Brett Fisher has his hands full, man. It's a great, great roster and everything, but he's going to have his hands full to keep everything together. Um, so it's a good position to be in, though. Also. True. I mean, right now we're, we're looking for this this season, you know, and, and throughout this season, he'll ha- he'll have enough time, you know, while Andy, not Andy, but Andy Reid and the rest of the crew is is, is putting forth uh, um, a game plan for the season to get through uh, and get to the Super Bowl. Because right now, that's our number one goal, to win, not to get there, but to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we fell short last year, and right now, it's just this year. You know, if, if we, we see what happens this year, and, and, and nothing, you know, if, if the cards fall short, then, yeah, we, we've mishandled a lot. And now we really have a mess on our hand because we have certain guys that, you know, we, you know, we know that are key pieces to this team that – probably should be resigned as far as Tyron Matthew, um, you know, and then you got, you know, other big contracts that are over there, Frank Clarks and, and a few others that um, you have to try to manage. So then you got, uh, I see somebody's got an Amber alert. Um, <laughs> that was me. Yeah. Sorry about then that. You got Orlando Brown too. So yeah, we have situations that at the moment 
we're concerned about this year, not getting to the Super Bowl, but winning the Super Bowl. And after that, depending on how these pieces play out, how these players play, then we figure out who gets what contract and how much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, you said it right there. So, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at my head right now, you know, if it comes down to it. Let's just say everything goes where, you know, he does great, makes the Pro Bowl. All right. You have to immediately start thinking, who do I get rid of? Who do I ask to restructure contract? Now, look, it, it, and I know you said Chris Jones is talking about maybe becoming a defensive end. Look, I, they might treat him like they did uh, 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 my man who was uh, who was a tight end who wanted to become a wide receiver. They're like, no, wait a minute. You started a defensive end, right, or a tight end. You can't go get trying to get wide receiver money at this time, right, which I, that's why I'm a big proponent on tight ends getting paid this money, man. <laughs> tight end you. Go get it. Go get it. But they might just say, you know, you're a defensive tackle. You know, you decided to play defensive end this one year, but, you know, you really, truly are a defensive tackle, and that's how we're going to treat you. So, I, I mean, that that could come into the to the mix. Uh, and that's just that, that's that, that's that bad bar. It's that bad business, you know. But yeah. that's them putting you on a box, you know, try to keep you uh, from getting paid. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. But as he said, we're all focused on right now and this year. Hopefully we can bring back the Lombardi Trophy. Go uh, two out of two out of three. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> all right. So our next concern. Uh, this is something that got a little bit. Uh, fans were going at each other's necks on uh, on Twitter. So this week, CBS ranked the top NFL coaches from 32 to, to one. Um, and I just had the top five listed here, and we'll get into the debate of the top two, which is what I saw the biggest argument on. So number five was Sean McDermott. Number four was Sean Payton. Number three was John Harbaugh. And number two was uh, the hoodie, Bill Belichick. And then number one was Andy Reid. So the argument was a lot of Patriot fans were just going nuts. Not just, I guess, chief haters, we're going to call them, or just NFL aficionados who think a guy who has that many Super Bowl rings as Bill Belichick does deserves to be number one over Andy Reid. I'm just curious on your guys' opinion on these uh, CBS's rankings on the, uh, the top uh, NFL head coaches. Does Andy Reid deserve to be number one over Belichick just based on body of work? Oh, I'm fine with it. I mean, that's just like I was looking at, at the um, the best quarterback in the league right now, we're going to say so, Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But in, in all of football, I mean, I guess we can all pretty much say that it's Tom Brady. You know, because at, at the point, Tom Brady's still playing, even though he won a Super Bowl last year. I think more majority would look at Patrick Mahomes at his work of art and his talent uh, and potential and say that right now he is the best quarterback in the game. Even though Tom just won it, Tom's got seven rings, Tom's still playing, you know, they're still going to say Patrick's the number one guy. And I'm good. I'm okay. Actually great with, you know, Andy Reid being ranked number one. You know, and, and, and I think we most look at it to where Tom's departure hurt Bill because it showed that, you know, yeah, you had a great chemistry there together. But without one another, who was the better? Who was the key piece to that team's uh, success? And it's kind of hard not to say it wasn't Tom when Tom got to the Super Bowl and Tom won it all, uh, even though he did have the, the right pieces around him uh, within a Tampa organization. So uh, take nothing from Tom, though. He still had to go out there and get the job done against a pretty damn good Chiefs team. So, and Be- Belichick didn't do it, you know, and, you know, people's 
start looking at what Cam Newton did and what he didn't do for New England. And now, you know, it's the whole talk of, you know, maybe he's not the guy, but yet they, they brought him back for a reason. So uh, Belichick's the genius. I, I, you know, said that's for the longest. Uh, but Andy Reid carrying the, the, the helm of, of number one for this season, I'm good with it. He's done a great job with this team the last few years, handling things on and off the field, um, you know, and getting this team to, you know, the Super Bowl back-to-back and hopefully again this year. And it just hit me, by the way, that both you guys play for both, both – you play for Belichick E and then you play for uh, Andy, J.D. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, actually, man, I, I played uh, under four of those five guys. I played – I, I had Sean McDermott, Sean Payton, mm. Harbaugh, uh, and Andy. So I'm, I'm just looking at – when you see the list, I was just like, wow. Everything <laughs> – they were young guys when they was coming to the league, man. I had them all in, in Philly. And you should write a book, JD. Huh? You should write a book. I should. You know what? Yeah, I've been thinking about that. You know what I mean? I, I need to do something, man, with my time, a little bit more productive, uh, and, and write me a nice little book. Man, I got some good stories. I got some good stories. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I tell you what, I, I look at it like uh, these guys, they're, they're one or two. They really are one or two to me. I mean, if you ask either one of them, they would be fine being either one or two, I think, to be honest with you. Uh, and I think Andy would do it just based off the respect. But it is going to be based off of Super Bowl wins, right? That's what it's going to be. And so, you know, winning percentage, what you did in the playoffs. And that's why they're up in arms about like, oh, my gosh, why you have it? Well, look, Andy is kind of, uh, kind of an up-and-comer. And what I did, I, I kind of checked out the years that Belichick has been in the league as compared to Andy. Belichick has, I think, uh, like another 15 years on him. He has 15 more coaching years than Andy does in the entire league, which is which is crazy after you start thinking about it. Um, when, you, when you talk about body of work uh, and what they've done during that time. So if Andy stayed in the, let's just say Andy stayed in the game uh, for that extra 15 years, what would he be able to accomplish? It's almost like the same LeBron and, 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 and Jordan debate, right? Who, who's winning more championships? Who's, who's having a better percentage? You know, who's gaining what? And so when you have a piece like Patrick now uh, with Andy, which he, he had another one with, with five, uh, Donald McNabb up there in Philly. He had a great defense, great offense. Uh, he had great coaching staff, you know. And so with them, they, they always got to the championship, NFC championship, you know, and just didn't quite get over the, the bubble until that one year they, they made it to the, the Super Bowl and lost it, Right. So they always talk about proof is in the pudding. Now, look, Tom Brady is a great quarterback, right? He has seven rings. But I'm going to be absolutely honest here. Tom has that many Super Bowl rings because they had great defenses built by him, by Brian Milicek. Uh, 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 I, I mean, we can't get past it. I mean, to, to be honest, when I sit there and I look at it, because this is always arguments all the time, I – well, Tom is a great guy. Hey, look, and he's a great quarterback. I'm not taking away th- anything away from him because his body work tells it. You know, he works hard. We know what he gives out there. You know, he has, you know, a great guy on the field, a great character, and he's a winner. But also, too, we got to take in the factors of what everything he had around him to win those Super Bowl rings, right? You know, he had some great coaches. You know, they had a system that was set up, but he was uh, he was able to uh, take advantage of. You know, he had wide receivers. You plug and play. It didn't matter who you had in. It was always a plug and play with Josh McDaniels. 
as his uh, offensive coordinator. And uh, O'Brien was in there with him as well. So they had that. Andy, going from Philadelphia and then now coming to Kansas City, and you look at the guys that he had, uh, not taking anything away from him, not taking anything away from him, but Andy's gotten to the playoffs multiple times, which you might say may not be a top-tier quarterback, right? I mean, that that you can argue that point in a sense. Uh, but he does a great job leading guys, uh, getting there. But in my estimation, I mean, these guys are one and two to me. I, I wouldn't be mad either one was – Andy was second – and, and, and Bilicek was first and vice versa. I'm looking at it. Andy, if he had another 15 years and he had Patrick on his belt, which he will, as long as he decided to keep it here, I mean, he could get another shoot. Four Super Bowls easy, especially if you, you're talking about during that time, maybe even five and, and even more. So it just depends on how guys stay healthy, how guys play, going back into like keeping everybody here on the, on the, uh, uh, the chemistry of the team, keeping all the guys in pieces to be successful. So uh, I, I could go either way with it, man. I, I'm not mad at it. I think Andy's a great coach. Uh, I think he deserved the number one spot. But if he got number two, I wouldn't be mad at it either. I mean, that's if you're, if you're in that, that conversation, if you're in that conversation with the number of guys that's in there right now, that's a great place to be, right? So. Yeah. I mean, it is, like you said, you said it's uh, Twitter, Twitter war, like people going crazy on, on social media. Man, that's what social media is. You know, I can put a period after a sentence and somebody be upset that it's not an exclam- ex- exclamation mark. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, you have your battles that, uh, or your arguments where people are not going to agree with anything that you say uh, on something that's right or something that's wrong. So that's just how social media works. <laughs> and it's, it's what gets me. When I hear people talk about Mick Fraud, when they talk about Mahomes and I being a great quarterback and all these I'm like, you got to be foolish. What like what are you what are you what are you saying? Like, look, everybody can really appreciate a great quarterback and a great player. You know what I'm saying? And he, like your point is, man, everybody just wants to, you know, troll and you know, I, I get you wanna, you know, of course, uh support your team and, and your guy. I get that part of it, the part of the argument. But then when you try to bring like numbers and facts and all that to him, I'm like, yo, none of what you're saying supports anything that, that's being that's coming out of your mouth or what you over tweeting this didn't make any sense to me mcfraud oh win a real super bowl ring i'm like how did he win a fake one? i don't i, I don't yeah. get it i just for real i'm sitting there i just want to just reach through twitter sometime and like psh, psh, catch a couple of jokes you know straighten straighten their butt up well i and I've, I've seen that one we talked about on the show before i still don't get why the chiefs winning the super bowl last year was a was a was a fake super bowl if, they, if we won this year, I, I would give you even more. I mean, even though it's not the same, you know, you, it's still not a fraud Super Bowl, I would even give you more. You know, I would, I would kind of give you that, that this year would have been a fraud Super Bowl if we had won in a, you know, in a, in a year that fans weren't even in the stadium. I would get that. But the year before, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, don't, I don't get that one at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and look, last year, man, everything had to go wrong for us and everything had to go right for them. And that's kind of how I fell in, you know, with the Super Bowl last year. You know, if not with the circumstances and everything that happened, you know, it had been another one. So uh, the boys are going back this year. So if, 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 not if, when Andy wins it again, we have this question at the end of the year. <laughs> now, what are you going to say? Are you going to say, oh, well, he's, you know, he's number two. He should be number two. I'm like, ah, <laughs> hey, back up here now, right? <laughs> Look what they just did. Yeah. Look what they just did. So, 
We'll have the Brady Mahomes uh, the conversation again, and we'll also have this Andy Reid Belichick conversation as well. But both those are going to continue to come up for years. <laughs> hey, look, um, hey, Bill was using glue and duct tape last year to put that team together. All right, <laughs> hey, let's, let's just be honest here. That's not going to like that. Give it to him. We got Did he show up again? Did he show up again? Like, yeah, he show back up. Got it. All right, okay. Put him on in. Uh, and, and I'm a Cam fan, man. I am. So I'm rooting for him, man. I am. I'm rooting for Cam this year. So no, An- Another interesting name, because we were talking about body of work on the, on the top five coaches, uh, some people were arguing that John Gruden probably should have been the top five when we're talking body of work as a, as a head coach. That, that, that was another one. I saw some Raider fans were getting involved too. So it's a, it's a war field. Everybody was, it's a war field. And, and, you know, everyone was getting arguing with each other on the, on the, uh, on the thread, on the Twitter thread. And John, and John Gruden, Raiders fans were trying to, and Buccaneers fans were both saying that John Gruden should be within the top five conversations based off body of work, the championship games he went to in Oakland, the Super Bowl he won in Tampa. No, no, no. Uh, well, I, look, John's a great coach. Another guy that was my OC up here in Philly. I mean, that's the same coach. It is, seriously. Amazing, man. It is. But, you know, Gruden got away from the game. And so when he got away from the game, guys were just stacking on it. They were they was catching up. It's like, you know, catching up with money. All right? You come out of here, you out of work, folks, guess what? We catching up at this point. And so I'm looking at it as current coaches, you know, what they're doing. Right? So – that's the way I look at it. If, if, if that's the argument in itself. So Gruden's he's, he's got a lot, he's got to get, you know, make up for. Yeah. So I, I what well, Raiders fans, I, you know, who, who we talked about, who we talked about. <laughs> e, uh, your thoughts on Gruden, if he should be in the top five conversation. You know, I, I don't know what kind of a guy he is personally. I've never, you know, I've hung around a few guys that played for, for, for John and I've never heard anybody come out to say if, you know, if, the person that you see on camera is the person you get in, in, in meetings or in person. Uh, so nobody's ever told me that, you know, and I, I've seen what he's done with teams, put teams together. I've seen how the talent that he's had uh, to work with. And, you know, he, he is a really good coach. You know, that's, that's why he got hired. Uh, he got hired at a young age, too. Um, and then to come back after so many years and to, and to put this Raiders team uh, back in the mix of things, uh, you know, he, he's done a good job. Uh, but, but the guys right now that are in front of him, they just continue to stay at a steady pace uh, of doing what they, they've been doing. Um, you know, and he's got some uh, a little more catching up to do just because he's been out of the game for so long. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about Gruden, okay? So I had him for a couple of years, all right? Gruden is uh, – I want to say an a-hole, but he's he, he's he's a hard, chucky. That's who he is. He, he's he like that. He, he really is. I'm not saying he's a good coach because the guys that he loves, he loves. But if you know, if the guys are just on the on the cusp of things, boy, that Joker is hard on you. He is. He can he can say some slick stuff out of his mouth to make you want. I've seen it. I've seen I've seen guys at least during that time when he was OC wanting to fight him <laughs> for the stuff that he said and, and just yeah. look out of side of his mouth, but. You know, when you're a head coach, different. OC, you know, you might get your neck, uh, your wig split. So, yeah, that's how all OCs are, though. I mean, uh-huh. At least every last one of them I've been around has been that way. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, not all. But we, I, I'll tell you, so, some look, some look extra. Well, we had Al. Our son was one like that. Al, yes, Al, Al was. Al was kind of. He was. Uh, 
he was motivating you, right? But it wasn't like a groom would tell he was like dog you. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he dog you. It, it, it make you feel bad real quick on, on everybody. Look, I, I seen, okay, I'm going to tell the story real quick. All right. I'll use names. Urban uh, <laughs> uh, Fryer, who was a minister up there in, in, in Philadelphia when I was up there. There was something, we was running the play, and I think he just didn't, he didn't get deep enough on the route, whatever, and, and Gruden is OC, and Gruden start cussing Herb. Now, I was like, look, first off, I'm a minister. You ain't gonna cuss me out. I'm a grown man. And his son was a ball boy on the team. Irv came back to the huddle. He told his son, grab your stuff. We are leaving. Irv left practice after Gruden said that. I mean, went home. It was like, look, y'all take care of this, all right, before I come back. And so, you know, the head was like, hey, man, you can't be doing, you know, you can't treat everybody the same way, right? And he was a young guy. You know, he was probably 30-something years old. Look, you ain't going to cuss out a, a vet. You know what I mean? At, at yeah. He was 30, 37, 38 years old. He got, my son is out here too? You you, you bad talking with my son out here? Woo! I know Herb did everything. This he, Look, like he was a minister. He put a prayer in that day. I know he did. Like, Lord, please don't let me strangle this man out here right now. Please. Don't let me put my hands around his neck, Lord. <laughs> but that's how he is. I, but he, he's changed. But he's he's, he's 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 a good guy to play for if you're with him. But I, I heard some things, man. I, look, I know it. I heard it in. I've heard it. I know it is, man. So I, I like him. I like I like him. You love him or hate him. That, that's how it is. Yeah, you love him sometimes. You hate him other times. So. Yeah, you take that from he's still a good coach. So he's just being out of business for so long. You know, these other guys, like I said, they just been at a steady pace of winning games and, and you know, continue to do things that the way they don't, that they've done them in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, uh, just seeing highlights from back in the day with uh, Rich Gannon and him just going at each other's throats on the sidelines. They said he creates an environment where he wants the quarterbacks to kind of bite back and bark back at him because he, he likes that fiery sideline stuff. Um, and you play with with uh, Richie, Rich, Rich Gannon, and uh, I'm sure he seemed like a kind of a fiery guy and kind of a, you know, a soft-smoking guy. But then when you see when you see highlights of him cursing with uh, Gruden, I'm like, oh, holy crap, I didn't, I didn't think Rich had it in him. Oh, uh, Rich, was a, Rich is a great guy. But when you become the the main focus of the basically the franchise, most quarterbacks are, are the considered the franchise player of the team, uh, and that's what Rich became when he went to Oakland because he, he was the starter, and basically it was the reason they got to the Super Bowl. Um, and so when you when you put in that position, you know, like JD says, like it, it, that that being a vet in itself gives you a a, a surmount of power. To where coaches are going to treat you different, talk to you differently, treat you differently. You get, you know, may not get to practice on this day, so many reps. Um, but, you know, once you mess up in the game, you don't want to hear a coach yelling at you either. But this coach has got to do his job, you know, and so he's going to say something no matter what or how you respond. He's got to say something because he can't display this in front of the rest of the teammates. And on national TV, that he's that he doesn't have control of his team. Now, yeah, we all know that you know vets, you know, get away with certain things. But I can't just let you show me up on national TV and in front of everybody on the team. So uh, there's going to be a barking match. You know, heck, I think I've even seen Coach Vermeil and Trent kind of go at it. 
And Trent is not even that type of a guy. <laughs> but, you know, when you, you know, you're going to have a bad play as a quarterback and, and the coach is going to have to get on you. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of how you take it. And, you know, you want to bark back or you, you take it and, 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 and as constructive criticism and move on to the next play. So, yeah, it, I, I know what Jason's talking about with, well, not you, uh, Jason, but uh, Marcus, when you brought up Rich and John, yeah. Heck, you see it on TV when they played their games. I know when first game, I, my, that was my first pick six, was against Rich Gannon and, and uh, John Gruden and, and Jerry Rice. So, really? Yeah, that's the first thing they showed was John Gruden in his face. It's like, what the hell is this idiot doing? Like, hey, hey Lil Warfield just took advantage of that little idiot. So, <laughs> so that, that's that's my guy. I've been I've been a Rich Gannon fan ever since he was, was at Kansas City. So, um, but yeah. Those coaches have to stand their ground in certain situations. So, yeah. I mean, but do you do you think? I mean, also to the optics of it, kind of is a bad look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, like, man, the coach is getting on this guy, right? And it looks like he's getting the best of him. And I, I, you know, of course, we hate players when they come out here and they just act all crazy and look like they can't be controlled at all, right? I, I mean, it's yeah. even worse. But I, I think it just needs to be some look. Feelings get into it, emotions. I get that part of it, but I don't know. <laughs> I've seen it. I know. I know that talk. A little, little talk that don't need to be said comes out your mouth. To like, okay, I'm I'm about to take my helmet off and become a dentist right now to rearrange a couple of these molars you got in your mouth. Talk hey man, you. I played with Dale Carter and James Hasty. Hmm. I, two dudes that you do not want to try to show up. Oh. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> things could get physical, like on the spot physical. So, yeah, I've I seen it in person. You know, whether it's, you know, the, the coach happens to understand, okay, uh, okay, Dale, let's get away with this one here. But, you, know, you know what you did. <laughs> That's funny. And you still see it to this day with the, with the, when, and with Gruden. Like when Derek Carr's come back to the silence, you, you see him like with, with his arms crossed and like he'll say something out of his mouth. I mean, obviously, Zeus, you don't really know what he's saying, but you know he's saying something kind of passive aggressive or some sarcastic comment or something to him probably. And But that's just, your team captain too. Why would you sit there and dog – but you can't. As a coach, you can't sit there and dog your, your, your quarterback and now he's in his feelings and now he can't complete the rest of the game. Yeah. So you got to keep him motivated. You know, you, you, yeah. you're going to show your frustration. You know, like, damn, Derek, like, you know, we didn't have to make that play. Mm. Go to your second or third read, you know. Uh, but you can't just sit there and belittle him to the point to where you take him out of the game mentally. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hurt you more than help you. you know, and, and, and look, and everybody's not motivated by you cussing me up and down. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, so our final topic tonight, uh, this is more of a broader topic, not <laughs> do the Chiefs or anything. Um, this is, you know, you guys were both college collegiate athletes. So it's just a, it's a big thing that's going on right now. So uh, yesterday, the NCAA Division One Board of Directors approved an interim an interim name, image, and likeness policy called the NIL, um, and which would pay, is paving the way for athletes to start receiving compensation as early as today. So today, 
uh, athletes probably were signing with sponsors and doing all kinds of things this, uh, today and, and all that. Um, what are your thoughts on these new rules? Are, are you guys fans of this? Would you guys have liked to have this back in the day when you guys were playing college ball? Oh, heck yeah. Why wouldn't we want this? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a no-brainer. Um, now, it's, it's hard to, to see how you can manage something like that because – you know, different programs, uh, big names can get you a lot of a lot of money. I, I think I saw on one uh, episode or something. I think the the guy said that the kids can earn two million dollars. Shit, you're a college athlete. You can make two million dollars. That's that's absurd. You know, um, but it goes to show the amount of money that the uh, NCAA was taking out of these kids' pockets too, and, and keeping them from. But that you know, also I saw a. a, a a post on uh, Reggie Bush and how, you know, he should be awarded his, his Heisman back too, due to all this stuff that's, you know, coming to, uh, to the platform. So yeah, I'm all for it. 100% for it. I, I don't know how, like I said, I, if a kid can manage um, millions of dollars at that age, go for it. But you know, shit, you, you're going to have to hire an agent right out of high school now or in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's crazy, but I, I do like it though because you look at other sports now. Because uh, basketball, you can you can you could go from straight from high school. Yeah. Other sports, you could go straight from high school to play. Football is the only one that you couldn't. But now I guess it's 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 about the same because going from high school to college is you know it's a, it's a career it's a job now. You can make money off of of, of your of your talent. So. Shit, I'd hire a if if I'm a big name athlete in high school, I got an agent. Yeah, look, I, I it's it's way past due. I'm a a huge supporter of this. It's, it's been past due, and and thank God they went ahead and signed it now. Uh, look, the NCAA has been a purveyor of greed for a long time on these athletes, and if you think about it, I just when guys don't have the ability to make money off their name or their image or their likeness. And all you've been doing is, is getting money from that. And you, you're the one that's uh, benefiting from everybody else. So it's just not one guy. We're talking about several guys and we're talking about several sports. So football, basketball. I mean, it, it, NCAA man has just been killing guys over the years. It, it really has. And it but they're going to make their money no matter what, JD. NCAA is going to make money no matter what. Yeah, but you because know, all these big market companies going to still want to be sponsorships. So, no, no, no doubt about it. What I'm saying is, you know, they've been making money hand over fist for all this time. Yeah, you know, and, and just thinking that, oh, can we give a guy a scholarship? So you should be grateful for that and just play, right? And, and, and it's and that's basically what it is. So what you're doing is, look, we're 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 gracious, you know, at least we're, we're thankful for the you know the scholarships that we get. But then you think about the hours that we put in, okay? We're talking about being a student athlete. We're talking about in the very beginning, early in the morning to the afternoon, at least I know we was at EKU, morning to afternoon to even at night, study table, the full yeah. day that we put in on the hours. So you talk about a 40-hour work week where somebody is getting. Look, these scholarships that you're, you're putting in hours-wise is, is I'm not going to say in worth it, but – if you're actually comparing to what you should be able to get in, in the real world, it's not even, man, you're getting, I mean, I'm talking about crumbs, absolute crumbs, man. They've been taking advantage of athletes for all these, all these years. 
Uh, what this will do, it will absolutely give kids incentives now, like basketball-wise, where, you know, what was it for a guy to stay in the league, I mean, you know, in college for one year? Like, what, what, why would I stay here for another year when I could go ahead and make millions of dollars, right? So that's what I'm going to go ahead and do. But if now if I'm making money off of this, I don't have to worry about, you know, maybe my parents in a bad situation or, you know, helping somebody out over here. Now I might actually earn the money to be able to help my, my, my family out uh, with some of their needs. And so now I'm not even thinking about leaving school this early and stay in maybe one or two years, right? So that's something that they, they know they could benefit from, from keeping a guy in school for a little bit longer time. Uh, you know, in football, and I know the question goes into this. All right, guys are going to get paid, but now maybe also they start thinking about women's sports. Well, how much are women going to get paid off of this, right? You know, should we try to create something too now? Maybe, and I know this is just something that's brand new, but maybe something where you can get, you know, everybody paid, like in a, in a potted situation where one guy is now, because if one guy's on the team and he's making $50,000 and another guy down here is only making 500, well, shoot, they might get jealous of the guy making 50 grand. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean you might start separating teams. Guys like, look, man, shoot. Look, I'm working hard out here. I'm getting paid too. So it may be something now that, you know, this might carry into a whole different conversation about maybe potting things up and then, you know, compensating a lot more guys with these things. But I, I think this is a great thing. Uh, hats off to uh, getting this thing done. Uh, like I said, man, it, it's being past due uh, because what they've been doing, man, with these slave wages and all of this, man, and not prompts and these kids is not not right. It's not at all. And, and look, and we're talking about some guys who are 20 years old who could be out here working a full time job. And some guys that left college because they could they could eat, you know, just off this little scholarship that you're giving them because they think like, look, I'm not going I'm not going to the NFL. So, look, you know what? Let me go home. And, and you know, situations cough or dire things. And I've seen guys like that. Being a coach at, at, at Kentucky State, I've seen guys give up scholarships because they had to go home and go work to pay for all the things they need to pay for for their family. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, it's a good point that you brought up the uh, the whole aspect of as, if college football, it's not really a thing because you have to stay through junior year anyway. But for college basketball, guys are you know going one and done, and obviously now with high school, you, uh, high school players can get drafted now. Obviously, that's you know it might push kids to maybe go to college and be that you know badass star athlete that's getting advertised all over the place for a couple of years to, to make some money before getting to the league. But it's hard when you're going to be when you know you're going to be a lottery pick. Like okay, I'm going to go straight to the league. So yeah, but. It's still, it's still a great thing for uh, for all uh, D1 athletes. And hopefully in a couple of years, they can move that to D2 athletes because, you know, D2 athletes get, you know, sm on a smaller scale, they get, you know, they get advertised and stuff and they get pushed out there, um, you know, with that, whatever, whatever endorsements they have for those schools. But, yeah, no, it was a great step. And I was just curious to hear what you guys – I knew what you guys were going to say, but I was just curious to hear what you guys' uh, thoughts all, were on that. Yeah, all for it. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us. There's no fan tonight. Uh, we had a fan who was supposed to come on, but um, he bailed on us. Uh, but he, he promised he'll be back. He had a legitimate reason for not coming on tonight. But um, thanks for tuning in uh, to Chief Concerns presented by Bet Online. As always, if anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any concerns for these two guys, please tweet at us at ConcernsChief or email us at ChiefConcerns at Yahoo.com. Um, as always, subscribe to Chief Concerns on YouTube. 
and the podcast, I believe podcast network or anywhere you can find podcasts. We'll see you next week, guys. And I'm sure there's going to be more chief topics that come up next week. So. Yeah. Hey man, uh, real week. quick, before we sign off, I just wanted to say, man, uh, you know, I went to funeral today and I just want to show a picture of my, my guy that passed away, you know, just kind of dedicate this one man for him today for, for me, you know, uh, Passed away young, and I just wanted to just tell my man prayers to you and the family, dog. Uh, Sorry we lost, man. It's you know, deaths are hard to deal with. I I still feel you know go through my grandmother, so Mm -hmm. I pray that y'all get the healing that you need. So thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. You know, and and I know he's in a good place. And and I said it's like you know one of those things that you know it's never goodbye. So I'll see you later, right? So they they paving the way for us, and you know we all had to go the same way, man. But you know he, I know he's in in the presence of, of of God's glory, you know. So good thing, man. Tell y'all guys, man, I love y'all. All right? Love you too, big dog. Love you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.